It's showtime. Hey, welcome to Did You Watch Survivor Last Night? This is the only fun Survivor podcast. My name is Jake Shiel. Each week, I ask my best friend, Thomas Powell, if he did indeed watch a certain reality show. Hey, Thomas, how you doing on this Marquesas Monday? Jake, I'm doing good. Um, just another Marquesas Monday. You you know the drill. Yeah, we would you know, normally sing just another Magic Monday at this point, but since it is the Christmas season, uh, I think it would be more appropriate, Thomas, for you to sing... Christmas Magic Monday. I what is that? I'm not familiar with that. So, uh, just do it. Just do a song that is in that theme. All right, Sing I've a got song one for I've got a Christmas. I've got a Christmas. I've got a Christmas Magic song for you. Please. Here we go. It's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid. At Christmas time, we let in light and we banish shade. And in our world of plenty, we can spread a smile of joy. Throw your arms around the world at Christmas time. But say a prayer. Pray for the other ones. This one's tough because you got to go to. There's like a bunch of different vocal registers to do. At Christmas time, it's hard, but when you're having fun, there's a world outside your window, and it's a world of dread and fear, where the only water flowing. Is the bitter sting of tears And the Christmas bells that ring there Are the clanging chimes of doom Well, tonight, thank God it's them Instead of you All right, I won't go, I won't go any further in uh, Do They Know It's Christmas Time. We got to the good line. Yeah, I was I was following along with the lyrics, hoping you would do the whole song, but uh, I th- I feel like that's an appropriate place. To yeah, end. feed the world, let them know it's Christmas time. It's uh, it is in fact Christmas time again, um, and this year we're celebrating by watching the penultimate episode of Survivor Feedy Five. Thomas, did you watch Survivor Feedy Five last night? Dudes will step to you with a corner line, asking for your name, saying what's your sign. I did. Survivor Feedy Five, all feet. <sighs> we, we love, love the feet. We love feet. The camera loves feet. It's drawn to them. As are we it's all. It's the feet season. <laughs> I really hate how feet have become the theme of this season. We talk about how the new era doesn't do themes, but like they kind of do, you know, when you really think about it, they kind of do still do themes. Just doing the progression of Vince McMahon uh, horny faces as yes. uh, all of the reindeer's feet touch down from Santa's sleigh, just like, oh. <laughs> like the, the first one is uh, Vince McMahon seeing D. The second one is Vince McMahon seeing D's toe. The third one being Vince McMahon. Seeing those entire feet, the fourth being that entire feet challenge. That wasn't even a feet challenge. They just focused on the feet a lot. Like, you know, there's the challenge where they have to, like, build the structure and then put a flag in the middle of the structure all with their feet, right? I love that challenge. I think I find it fascinating. <laughs> fascinating, I say. Uh, 
Feetsinating. Like, Feetsinating, even better. I love that challenge because, but I, I don't mind the feet shots because it requires feet shots because that's the whole fun of the challenge. But this season, it seems like they're really into the feet, and I don't know if I love that. No, it's something was awakened in the production <laughs> team by, uh, by D's big toe. And it's like, it's not like they've ever shied away from feet stuff, you know? Feet stuff is kind of like the secret kink of Survivor. And we've I guess kind that's of true. Remember when Rupert broke his toe? It. Oh, my God. That's a that's a flashback. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. So they've never really shied away from fear, but it's never been as front of mind as it has been for Survivor Feedy Five. I don't know how I feel about that. You know, I don't care about anybody else's kink, you know? Everybody's got their own kinks. Just don't shove it down my throat, you know? No Don't King Get Survivor, the ultimate, the ultimate discourse. <laughs> there might be children watching, no kink. It's, Jeff is all about uh, catering to children now. Do children love feet? Oh, my God. Do you want to hear all right, thing that's, about feet? This is, you are, uh, agents are being dispatched to your house as we speak. You are under arrest. One time my um, six-year-old niece asked me why my feet were so dry. Um, so I have, uh, kids are fucking mean, man, (laughs) really can sense weakness and they, they (laughs) will not hesitate to strike. I was like, how did you know I was insecure about this? I've been feeling awful about this for days. She's like, why are your feet so dry? That's how she asked me. I said, I don't know. They just are probably because they don't moisturize my feet. Sorry. Probably shouldn't fight with my uh, child niece, right? Yeah, but, you know, I mean, some people you're not supposed to. Rivals. People tell you you're not supposed to, but sometimes you just gotta, you know, you gotta stand up for yourself. Yeah, this is how they become bullies, and we can't stand for that. So this week's episode of Survivor was called "Ex Girlfriend at the Wedding." What do you think of that episode title? Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I thought good it, it, good season of uh, episode titles. I think. Well, that's thanks to uh, your cousin Drew over there. He had the sort of Damocles. He had ex girlfriend at the wedding. I'm sure he had one or two more. Yeah, he then, does um, say a lot of stuff. I like when he uses uh, big words where he really doesn't need to. Like he he yeah. did that uh, at the very end of this episode, and uh, I thought it was uh, it was a good way. For him to uh, to exit the show, <laughs> I'm saying like, Survivor is an ambiguous experience, and I was just like, "Okay, buddy." Certainly, I mean, because anything could happen. You could be first boot, you could be winner, you could be somewhere in between. You never know. That's ambiguous when you get off the boat to start the game. I I appreciate it. I like that Drew is one of those people that it's like, oh, so you own a thesaurus. Yeah, Mr. Thesaurus himself. Yeah. God damn it. Why on his boot episode do we come up with the perfect nickname for him? Mr. Thesaurus. Uh, So we get back to camp after the last tribal council. It's super awkward when they get back. Austin talks about his idol. Dee talks about having to act. Tells 
Austin that she didn't tell Julie about the vote plan last tribal. Now, that's interesting, isn't it? It's very interesting. Because remember, she did, in fact, tell Julie. So she's lying to her best friend man, her best man friend. Her best man friend, one of her number ones. Yeah. You know how you get more than one number one? So and it's interesting. I don't we think it's interesting that Austin didn't didn't lie to any of his number ones. Mm-hmm. It is interesting because uh, Austin's a real guy. He's a real man's man. He wouldn't lie to his spouse, who is of course D. I have D like written seven times in my notes, and it still took me a minute to remember her name. I do think they've done a really good job of like making characters of every person on this season but i still find it hard to remember everybody who's on the season at any given moment maybe that's just a me thing but it's too many people on this show it should it's a lot should of names to remember i know what they, they look start. like why do i need to say what their names are you yeah. know who i'm talking about the hot one the old one the nerdy one the nerdy lady plenty of Descriptors. Bronco um, Bruce. Bronco Bruce. I know his name. Uh, the lovers assume they have Drew and want to take out Julie. This is a good plan. I think they should do this. I can't wait to get to predictions for the finale because I've got I've got some hot takes. Wow, I'm excited to hear it. Julie says that Drew blew up the re before. Couture wakes up early to go idol hunting, but Austin catches her. Uh, Julie and Drew agree to reunite three before go on a reunion tour. They talked about because they're like a band. Did you catch that? Like uh, yeah, a rock band? I, I, I thought that was interesting. Would you like go the see the game their rock band? Would you go see their concert? Would you go see their concert? Three before. No. D up front. Uh, Austin on drums. Hmm. I think Austin's the front man. I think D. Austin's the front man. Yeah, I think D is the bassist. She's keeping rhythm. Sure, I can see that. Drew's on guitar. Julie's on drums. Wow, I was gonna put Drew on drums, but that that would put Julie because they start with the same the same first two letters. Yeah, that's exactly why. Um, But like. I feel like maybe I shouldn't do this, but I do feel like if anyone were to have Marfan syndrome on this season in the Reba 4, it would be Drew. And people with Marfan syndrome are often very good guitarists because they have such long fingers. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah, I know Bradford Cox is a good guitarist from Deer Hunter. Yeah, exactly. So that yeah. basically, uh, you, I think that you're 100% correct based off that one guy. <laughs> exactly my point. Um, so yeah, Julie on drums, I can see it. G, G, what's her name? D on bass. That makes sense. G. G, yeah. Uh, Drew on guitar. Sure. And Austin, hot boy up front. I kind of want to see this band, honestly. What kind of music do they they make? Who's their, uh, real life mirror? Uh, they do uh, shoegaze. They're basically um, 
They're uh, they're bit. What's the? I almost called them Shine Down. That's not the. That's not the name. <laughs> it's a very yeah, different slow dive. Band. Slow dive is who I was thinking of. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know who I uh, want to shout out right now is a contestant, a future contestant on Cops versus Roberts. Remember this season we uh, talk about all the time, Cops versus Roberts. The lead singer of Hoobastank. Do you know his real name? Is his is it Robert? Is his first name Robert? So he was a guest on this episode of Mass Singer we were watching. Uh, turns out his name his name is Doug Rob with two B's. Doug Rob, interesting. Two first names. Never knew that. But the reason is, of course, him, and I want to see him on Survivor. I think that would be really fun. Yeah. Um, He's not a perfect person, but who is on Survivor, you know? Yeah. Except for, was it, uh, was it uh, JT? That JD? Uh, JT and JD are two different guys. There's also JP1, JP2, and JP3. <laughs> so many two initial J things. Who's the one that played the perfect game? That would have been JT, yeah. JT did, and then I guess also Tony. They're the only perfect people that have been on Survivor. Adam Klein also played a perfect game, and so did your man Jeremy Collins. I don't think I don't think uh, what's his name Tony ever did. I thought Tony. Did. I thought Tony didn't receive any votes on uh, the most recent season that he won. Oh, I see what you're saying. Maybe he didn't, but he didn't receive all of the final tribal votes in that mm, season. Okay, so we had different that's definitions what constitutes of a perfect this. Game. A perfect game in Survivor community is you receive no votes to be voted out, and you receive all of the votes to win. Um, Natalie Anderson is also tangentially a perfect game. Because somebody voted for the second place person because they didn't want what's her name to share the second place prize. <laughs> that's like one of my favorite things. Natalie Anderson. I tell me if you already know this, but Natalie Anderson had such a handle of this game that uh, who was. Who was the gay, the really pretty Broadway gay couple on San Juan del Survivor? Are you talking about the one where the guy was in Hillsong? Could be. I don't know. I think so. Um, let me let me look really quick. But anyway, the two of them, like, uh, everybody. Uh, it was fairly. It was fair to assume that the person's loved one would vote for them in the final. So Jacqueline and Missy were going to receive one vote each because their loved one was on the jury. So it was Josh Canfield and Reed Kelly, right? Yes. So I, th- I believe it was Josh who voted. Josh for... is a Josh is a member of Hillsong, by the way, or was. I think he left. He's in the. Oh. I was watching the Hillsong documentary not too long ago, and he's in it. So Josh voted for Jacqueline because he knew Natalie was going to win, but he didn't want Missy to take second place. <laughs> so that's why Natalie is considered to have a perfect game also, because she, she never received any votes. Why were you watching a Hillsong documentary? Is that a well, thing you are into? 
No, it's a documentary about how, like, uh, there was a bunch of scandals about it. Ooh, I do love a scandal. Yeah, it's on, uh, I think FX did it. It's on Hulu. Uh, I, I didn't finish it. There, it's like a multi-part thing, but I thought it was all uh, pretty interesting from what I saw. When I look up Hillsong, uh, the first thing that comes up is Hillsong Church, a charismatic tris- Christian megachurch. Yeah, that's what that is. Oh, um, sorry. When you said Hillsong, I, th- I assumed that was a Broadway play. No, it's a, ch- it's a church. It's a oh. mega church. Well, that is different. Hmm. Well, yeah, maybe they we basically, should talk about- like one of the things that they talk about with him is that they supposedly have like a more progressive, uh, position on uh you know gay rights and stuff like that but that it's actually pretty conservative and they don't allow anyone like that in leadership positions so yeah uh unsurprising uh cool stuff we love church take me to church i'm watching survivor it's mel or my church Ah, damn it. Okay, so Didn't pretend quite stick that the landing on that I one. I did really good on that bit. Rem- pretend that was a really good bit that I just did. All right, yeah, uh, we're going to we're going to do another take on it. Survivor is the only church that I attend. I used to go to Catholic church, but I realized that it was weird and I would rather Watch Jeff Probst on TV, and that was more fun. So every Wednesday or possibly Thursday, I would watch Survivor on TV, and it was real good because I love to I watch TV on TV. And people do that. How does that song go? It's really hard. <laughs> it's so hard to remember how songs go. I agree. I just remember that kind of rhythm. <laughs> I think the, the chorus does kind of like rise a little bit. I just remember, yeah, it's like, take me to church. I'll be the something. You be the something. Yeah. Um, I'm Irish. I think, I think he says he's Irish in the chorus. That makes a lot of sense because I'm pretty sure he is given um, how much passion he puts into all of his songs. Uh, okay. So let's talk about Survivor. D is the only person that Julie trusts anymore. Uh, I feel like that's appropriate. D tells Julie that Drew is the one targeting her. I think this was a great episode for Drew's ousting. They did such a good job with making him look like a dumbass. Yeah, they really did. They laid it on pretty thick. <laughs> I I would have been really upset if it hadn't been him, just given how much they made fun of him throughout this episode. Um. Oh, do you want to talk about this reward challenge? Sure, uh, I'd love to. Brand new challenge. It feels like they're listening to us. The uh, Anytime the producers do something that we've been complaining about for like three years, I'm like, oh, they're listening to this show and not the entire audience. <laughs> anyway, they have to stand on a barrel, go through obstacles using ropes and collect keys and then do a slide puzzle. When it gets a picnic on the ocean. Uh, pretty fun challenge, no? Yeah, I thought it was all right. Um, you know, slide puzzles, classic stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Austin wins. She brings he brings D and Katura. I do wish it had just been D. 
would have been cute. Don't you think? Uh, yeah. Stupid Jeff letting more people go on this reward. Like, call an audible, Jeff. It's a two-person reward this time. It's not like he announced this beforehand, right? Three people will go on this reward. No, hey. he likes to do that where, like, you don't know how many people it's going to be. You pick one, and then it's like, oh, we're doing another one, but that might be it. Wink. I'm just probed. Like, we all want to see Austin and Dee go on a date together. And then Couture is also there. Not fun. Not fun. Um, Drew is sad he isn't picked to go on the board. He says it's like middle school when he never got picked for the team. Who cares? Drew... Who cares? I, I sympathize a little bit just because, you know, I mean, like he's only ever been on rewards when he's won. He's he, and I, I think one of the things that he said was like, I know there's reasons that I didn't get picked to go on these, but there were also reasons in middle school that I didn't get picked. It does make me feel uh, better. And it's like, you know what? I get it. I think he pouted about it too much after that. But like in the moment, I get it. Like, I hear what he's saying, certainly. But he was real pouty, and I don't appreciate that. Like, be happier for your friend who's getting laid, you know? Come on, Drew. Uh, Julie thinks she's being babysat by the other two boys. Uh, Julie, pretty smart, pretty uh, observant. Don't you think so? Yes, I agree. So back at camp, Drew says he's babysitting two demon children. They really did Drew dirty this episode. They, like, pulled yeah. every rude thing he said. <laughs> like, oh, everybody Look at loves this Drew. Idiot. What if he was an asshole to everybody? Uh, Jake tells Julie that she can look for an idol because he's a fun babysitter. I loved this. Jake yes. rules. We like, we like Jake. This is a pro-Jake podcast. Thank you. Uh, the reward helicopter, it flies by them, and Drew complains more, but Jake keeps reminding them that he's literally on Survivor. I like this. Jake yeah, giving a I, good attitude. I thought that was nice. I thought it was uh, extremely mean that they did this, by the way. <laughs> like, why, do you, why did they do that? JP1 did say, we weren't trying to rub salt in the wound. We just, you know, Fiji's a small island, so we had to. Yeah, okay. They said as yeah, okay, like we d- you were caught in 4K, like <laughs> caught him in 8K at this point. Cameras these days. Uh at the reward, Katora feels like the third wheel. Agreed. We already said Katora shouldn't have gone on this reward. It should have been just Austin and D on a date. The D stands for date. Um I said during the season this scene. Do you remember a show called The Fifth Wheel? That might not have been the title, but Fifth Wheel, something like that, where five people would go on a date together and one person would always feel out. I, d- I don't remember this at all. It was like a daytime dating show. And of course, when I, I have Google a really good memory for this stuff RVs. usually, but this one, maybe I just didn't watch this during, this was not a part of my daytime TV uh, watching. Was it? Was it like... What, what did you say what it was on? It fucking rolled. It was called The Fifth Wheel with the numerical. Um it aired from 2001 to 2004. Aisha Tyler was the original host of it, followed by Tom okay. Gottlieb. Um 
It was on syndication. Uh, eventually, reruns were aired on Fox Reality. Uh, the show would begin with two men and two women, all of whom were sent on a joint date where each couple would spend time with each other and then switch and spend time with the other person. Uh, the show never did any episodes with entirely same-sex contestants. You didn't need to add that. We could have figured it was 2001. Yeah, I mean, based on the time period, I think pretty obvious. Then a fifth man or woman, hence the fifth wheel, would join the group usually as a more outgoing, sensual counterpoint to the initial four contestants. After a mix of dates involving the initial players, the fifth wheel, every contestant would write down the name of the person they'd like to go out with again, and everyone would reveal their selections at the end of the show to see who won and who lost. The ideal result for the show would involve two couples picking each other and one poor person being left out. Though in one case, a man and woman could choose each other and the other man. And two women, including the fifth wheel, all chose each other. This included... This this episode involved... Oh, this was one episode. Holy shit. This is the synopsis of this show, and they're telling us about one episode. There were 523 episodes of this show. Yeah. They're they're like, we need to to focus on one thing. This is kind of like... um, I, I don't know if anybody listening will have any idea what I'm talking about, but there was a, a sort of like mildly known internet thing of uh, this. These reviews called Gaming in the Clinton Years. And uh, the guy that um, reviews uh, games on them would always focus on like one scene in the game during the review. And it would usually be like an inconsequential plot one at the beginning of the game. And that would make up like half the review. And then uh, at the end of one of them, he said that uh, he thought that Tomb Raider two was good, but he thought that it would be, uh, I believe the term he uses, I challenge IDOS to try something more groundbreaking in terms of storytelling, like a story where Laura Croft gets breast cancer. (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) Um, so George Wood is, I believe, the, the name of the, the gaming in the Clinton years man. The show, The Fifth Wheel, was produced by the same company that produced Blind Date. Do you remember that show? I kind of remember Blind Date. The Fifth Wheel would often air before... Sorry, Blind Date would often air before The Fifth Wheel. So you probably got Blind Day and you were like, all right, I've had my fill of romance for the day. I'm going to turn off the TV now. Uh, The Fifth Wheel credits listed veteran comedy writers Rob Dames, Vance DeGeneres, Martin Olsen, and Archie Gibbs. All the stars are there. (laughs) No stars in the sky. They were all writing on the Fifth Wheel. I'll let you know, at least three of those people had hyperlinks to their name. So the fourth one is an enigma. What a fun (laughs) mystery. Uh, Okay, so at the reward, Dee admits she's a little bit smitten with lead singer of the Reba 4, Austin. Austin talks about building his own self-confidence since being an anxious teen. Did you like this as like a sad story for the contestant this is like every single celebrity uh late night interview (laughs) 
I was awkward. Or they're just as a like, teen. I was a nerd. I was a nerd. Or they were either a nerd or a tomboy, always. Yeah. Uh, back at camp, Jake goes idol hunting so he can do something flashy in front of the jury. I hate, I, we love Jake, obviously. But I hate that this is like the go-to strategy late in the game. It's like, oh, I gotta be, I gotta show off in front of the jury. Like, no, you, you should be consistent throughout every tribal council. That should be the goal of your game. But I guess at this point, Jake doesn't have any other options. So yeah, his resume is pretty thin right now. So I get, I get, you know, wanting to make some big moves towards the end. Got to build that resume. Uh, so he finds a clue. I will say, I'm very glad that they brought clues back to idol hunting. It makes it a lot more fun, in my opinion. As opposed to just showing somebody looking around and then being like, oh, they found it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he strips down to his underwear so he can claim to be changing. He, he finds the idol in the raft. Calls himself a wolf in goat's clothing. Um, perfect strategy from our friend Jake. I loved this. I like that. I think they did him a little dirty with the edit because they were like, look at this idiot. He's taking forever to look at the raft and it's right there in front of you. We're zooming in on where it is. Yeah, I, I, I did love his strategy, though. Of like, I'm just going to get naked and nobody's going to come bother me. Oh, that whole yeah. sequence was great. That, that was uh, that an all time great survivor sequence of him talking about doing a play where he was yeah. <laughs> naked on stage. I, and then I, not I really elaborating did. on it. I loved that flashback. It was like, oh, yeah, I kind, of, I kind of forgot about that, but they did do that. Anyway, I'm assuming it was Equus, because I think that's the one where you're, like, mm. naked on stage for it. I know Daniel Radcliffe performed it. <laughs> I, like, I was going to say, Harry I only Potter. know about this because I remember it being, like, a big deal. That Daniel Radcliffe was doing it. Also, there's I'm, a horse involved. I'm I think. sure. Yeah, yeah, Equus, obviously. Equine? Come on. Maybe it was referring to the blonde redhead song, Equus. Maybe it has nothing. Maybe that's what the whole thing's about. It's about how much the main yeah. character likes blonde redhead. It's probably and Specifically, about the that. album Misery is a Butterfly. It's probably about that more than a, whor- a, whor- a horse. More Actually, than a horse. What is Equus about? I want you to guess right now. You don't need to look it up. I just told you. No, tell me again. What is Equus about? Is it about a horse, of course? Okay, well, what happens with the horse? (laughs) I have an idea that I don't know is right or not, but it'll be embarrassing if it's not correct. No, tell me. Is it lurid? How lurid is this plot? Um, not especially. Okay. In this one sentence I've read. Um, I think it's a play about how a guy's naked on stage. Fuck. It does say, Equus is a play by Peter Schaefer, written in 1973, telling the story of a psychiatrist who gets naked in front of a horse on stage. It's so weird that that's like the whole plot. That's the whole plot of it. Interesting. This play's been on for 50 years, and... The whole thing's about getting naked in front of a horse. Like, okay, I guess. Um, 
there was a movie adaptation um, by Sidney Lumet. Do you know that person? Uh, as a director I've heard of. Starring Richard Burton, Peter Firth, Colin Blakely, Joan Plowright, Eileen Atkins, and Jenny Agutur. The story concerns a psychiatrist t- treating a teenager who loves to get on stage with a horse and get naked. This is so weird. Why is this so popular? Why did Harry Potter do this play? Oh, yeah, why? Like, he could have done any play. In stage it's, crazy that, it's crazy that Harry Potter did that. It says here, in stage productions, the horses are naked as well as the human actors. <laughs> That's... Nice of him to clarify. <laughs> they did. Is it, does it mean that there's not a saddle? What what qualifies as a naked horse? Is it if you're if you don't have I, yeah, a saddle no, on? No saddle or reins or. I'm anything. just imagining like a dog sweater, but on a horse. We uh, c- to completely change topics. We did uh, get our dog Jean a uh, sweater in the last month or two because it got cold. You know. Is it ma- is it a Jean sweater? Is it made out of denim? Oh, uh, that would have been so good. No, it's made out of. Cotton probably uh, But she loves it She like goes out of her way to find it And put it on every day uh, But when I put it, try to put it on her She does try to bite the entire thing From the inside out Which is very funny and cute But it's not going to keep her warm And that makes me sad Because she's very cute In her little sweater And she's not naked which is nice Well I guess she's never naked She's always got her collar on Horses should wear collars, and so should Harry Potter. In Equus, a play for the stage. All right, so do we want to stop talking about Equus? I would love to. <laughs> I would really like to stop talking about it. You brought it up. I did bring it up. I regret it. <laughs> I don't even remember what we were talking about before this. All I can think about Jake was is naked this in weird play. circular maze we got in about what Equus is about. It's about being naked with horses. <laughs> yeah, we've. I think we've established that pretty firmly at this point. At the immunity challenge, Jake says they're having. They're going to have a fun time cannibalizing themselves. He said that at the immunity challenge. He did. Okay. Uh, they have to balance a ball on a plank with their foot. Survivor feet five. Julie's the first out, and then Jake. Drew almost falls, but has an incredible recovery until his Drew ball... has, like, 20 incredible recoveries, but yeah. unfortunately, uh, it's not enough. Yeah, he uh, eventually drops out when his ball just rolls off the front of the uh, beam. It was such an unsatisfying way for him to go out. Like, I know we've been making fun of Drew all episode, but... Uh, like, his incredible recovery, I was like, damn, maybe I'm rooting for Drew to win. Yeah, I will, at that point, I thought the amount that they were focusing on it, I was like, production's tricking me. He's mm-hmm. saving it all this time. They're going to cut over, and Austin and D are going to drop. And then, like, no. Yeah. And then it goes for another, like, 15 minutes. Comes down to D and Austin. They obviously flirt throughout the final segment of the challenge. And D wins. I'll just say... I can't do anything when a woman is flirting with me. It's the only thing I can focus on. So I get it, Austin. It's fine. You know, nobody's mad at you. 
Are you mad at Austin for losing? Yes. Damn it. I just told him no one was mad at him. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to make you a liar, but he's never going to trust I'm me. I'm a little again. mad at him. So back at camp, everybody is ready to vote for Julie, but Jake approaches Julie to blindside Drew. Jake making moves at the right time, huh? Huh? I like that Jake's got one move in his bag, and that is the split a vote, make people revote, which honestly I really want to see happen just for the drama of it. Thomas loves drama. Should be on TNT. I do. TNT. This show should be on TNT. TNT, Tom, not Tom. Yeah, they. that's why they call me TNT, because I love drama. Uh, they should Jake. have me walk out like <laughs> Kira Sedgwick in front of Survivor and just stand and pose. Thomas, let me tell you. Kira Sedgwick was on Celebrity Jeopardy this week. Boring as fuck. That's a real no. shame. It would be really funny if they did a promo uh, for her being on the show during the show. Where she would step out. That would be ideal, yeah. She got um, a question about Footloose, correct? Because, you know, her husband is Kevin Bacon. And he was in that movie. He was. That's so crazy that she got that question. They probably didn't put that in there on purpose. She kind of, like, rolled her eyes when she got it right. Like, come on, you Enough about Footloose. I hear about this all the time at home. I get this at home enough. I don't need it here. He's always like, every time I do a new movie or TV show, it never le- lives up to the fun that was Footloose. Like, Anytime that she uh, has a rule about anything or uh, wants to uh, set up any, you know, any kind of boundaries or whatever, Kevin Bacon's always like, God, it's so strict here. It's like that town in Footloose, am I right? Are you gonna, next you're going to tell me I can't dance? He looks into the camera that isn't there. It feels like I'm back in uh, whatever the town's name is from Footloose is. I, think, I and, believe it's called uh, What can you do to City. that? That's why she loses every argument in that marriage. And now they're going to rub it in her face on Celebrity Jeopardy? I know. It's so sad. Uh, so Jacob reaches Keturah about voting out Drew. Love this plan. It's all coming together. Keturah brings it up to Dee, who acts as if she is, in fact, on board. Meanwhile, Drew is high on himself and expecting to go into a cleaner final five than he would have had Julie been voted out when they first tried to vote her out. This felt like um, spinning for his own sake. Yeah, there was a lot of that. He was going a little overboard with uh, making a, a, a case to the production team, which is really not who he needs to convince. And yeah. um uh, I, I just appreciate any time that anyone comes on and is like, there's basically no way I can lose. I think it seems really obvious that I'm going to win and that nothing can possibly go wrong. Yeah. Austin was also feeling a bit too confident for my taste. Uh, he and Drew think they're the two of the greatest pairs. I think they're two of the greatest of pairs in Survivor. Yeah, it was like they were, yeah, like they were were saying they were like an all-time great duo. Yeah. I think I miss, uh, I I improperly wrote that note. Yeah, the the two of them are two, one of the the greatest pairs of Survivor history. JT and Steven. Uh, 
Tyson JP and, and Steven. JD and Steven. <laughs> JC and Steven. Merry Christmas. Um, Drew calls Jervis Gervais. Oh, he sealed his fate right there. That was fucking stupid. Don't do that. <laughs> One of the greatest duos, Ricky Gervais. <laughs> Ricky Gervais and the guy from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, Steve. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, you're talking, you're talking about the guy that played Gareth on. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I assumed you were going to be saying like Stephen Merchant, but. Who did Stephen Merchant play in on uh, The Office? Anybody? He shows up, uh, I believe, as like a cousin of Gareth's at some point. Mm. Kind of like uh, Mike Schur on. The Office, you on the Office as cousin <laughs> Moe's, yeah, Mike Schur, star, like, star of what the is that show called, <laughs> yeah, the uh, uh <laughs> there's like ten million white women uh, running into phone booths like that scene in Airplane where the journalists knock it over to try and answer <laughs> that question for you. Um, One thing what's I that will show say... where they're like all they all live in New York and they're oh. like pals. They're all pals. What's that mm. show? How I Met Your Mother? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's got to be it. But, um, the, uh, oh, man, well, now you've derailed my train of thought by oh, talking no. about The Let Office. Me, I don't, maybe, who can even maybe, remember? Maybe this will get back on track. I will say, as much as everyone loves to make fun of The Office now, I did really appreciate that they took Ricky Gervais, uh, and it had him do a cameo on the American office. And it was like, oh, whoa, same universe, you know? Yeah, it's nice that the universes are merged. Um, yeah. uh, the thing I was going to say was that Mike Schur is the metaverse. Yeah, Mike, Mike Schur, star of The Office, and uh, one scene in The OC where he shows up <laughs> randomly. It was really <laughs> weird to see him. I love Mike Schur. He's great. Um, D tries to decide if she should tell Austin about the Drew blind side, which is the exact position Austin found himself in the week before, but D doesn't tell him. How about this for poetry? How about this for symbolism? How about this for drama? Story. I think this just proves that uh, you can't trust women. I've always said it, and I'm saying it now. That's, I love that that's your take from this episode. My <laughs> yeah, take is I, it's nothing. Hard. There's no context to it whatsoever. It's just I knew it would happen because I'm horrible misogynist. Your anyway, take is, your uh, take is I can't on. trust women, and my take is I love women. I do anything. <laughs> and we're both right. You're like, go on, girl, give us nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let, we got. <laughs> yeah, that's you gotta you gotta try you. He should have stuck with his bro alliance. He should have known uh, that uh, Drew is vulnerable, and he could have saved his homie. And he chose not to do it. And uh, I think he learned a valuable lesson in the process. In forty-five seasons of Survivor, I don't think there has been a single time. That the boys have gotten together and been like, all right, let's vote on all the women while we have the numbers. And it would be like so easy to do at any point, I'm sure. But it's never well, happened. That's, it's, a du- it's a double standard. Yeah, <laughs> right. Once again, this is what it comes down to. This is, 
This show's taking a hard turn. We, we've been red-pilled now, and uh, it's all about how <laughs> women have an unfair advantage on Survivor. Yeah. Because, yep. you know, there's just so few male winners of Survivor. So. It, it really is true, especially in this new era. What, what do we have? What do we have? Erica, woman. Marianne, woman. Yeah. And then 43s. they go on the powerful uh, podcast pipeline and go on uh, popular gossip podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> it's all connected it. It's all the women Sandra Diaz twine Every season yeah. she's on she wins Women have the power And not us And no. that's a problem yeah. I, It's interesting that uh, you don't see uh, Tyson Apostle Or uh, mm. I don't know <laughs> Richard Hatch Going yeah. on normal gossip I can't believe they haven't invited Richard Hatch To be on normal gossip but Richard Hatch invited? has never done anything problematic As a man on this <laughs> no. show <laughs> no, what, what, A normal good guy about. Oh man Anyway by the way uh, Since we were jokingly referencing it um, <laughs> Erica was on uh, normal gossip And it was a fun episode Everybody should listen to that yeah, I, I still have that in my queue. Here's the thing with podcasts. There's too many. Too much content, and I intend to consume all of it. But I definitely need to listen to that episode because I love her, and I love that show. Uh, fun show. Speaking of normal cool guys as we were, uh, it is time to talk about these wildlife shots. We had... One wildlife shot. It was your son, Thomas. Did you believe that? It was your son. Well, at Roland least they the got bat. the priorities right. Yeah. So, what has Roland the Bat been up to on Fiji since uh, we last talked about him? It's probably eating insects, I would think. What else does he do? Maybe some fruit. Maybe some fruit. Yeah, maybe some fruit. Yeah. Flying around at night, but also sometimes during the day, you know, tides and all. Do you think bats have a special relationship to tides? I think it's crazy to suggest that they don't. <laughs> and where I think do th only a fool would say that they do not. Um, where do you think Roland the Bat lies on the IUCN red list? Um, he better be least concerned. Uh, he's most concerned because he's my son, and I I worry about him. But uh, least concerned generally, I hope. Right, right, right. Um, I am uh, ooh saddened to report that they are in fact critically endangered. The Fijian monkey face. No, bat. my my boy. So I don't even know if this is the right species of bat, though. Like it feels like there's a oh, million. So species a bat, of bat is critically endangered. There is a bat that in Fiji that is critically endangered, and we need to take care of them. I unfortunately can't Google Roland the bat, um, because you know that's just your boy's name. Um, oh wait, here we go. Samoa's flying fox. Oh, okay. This is the this is the boy. They are not least concerned. Do you want to take a second guess? Uh, uh, threatened. Uh, do you, uh, threatened actually cons is considered three, is actually uh, three different ones, which is critically whatever, 
endangered and vulnerable or very upset about how close to extinction they are, excuse me. Uh, and then there's one between <laughs> that and least concerned. Wasn't there near threatened? Is there near threatened, threatened one of which them? is where Roland is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe your boy needs a visit from his dad or something. Yeah. I got to get in there. I got to. He, he needs my help. I'm yeah. getting on a plane right now. Uh, so back at Tribal Council, Austin talks about his decision at the reward challenge. He was like, look, I'm dating D. D stands for date. This seemed like a good opportunity to take her on a date. So, okay, imagine this. Imagine this. Oh, my God, Thomas, imagine this. D plus eight equals date. There you do go. the math. It's D and they ate food. <laughs> <laughs> you take a person on a date. Like, I got the greatest idea. Super romantic. We're going to get on a helicopter and we're going to go eat a picnic on an island. But as you're on the island... The island is overtaken with the ocean. How would you react? <laughs> it's like one of those Twitter, like, what would you do if this happened prompts where, like, the earth blows up? Like, I don't know. Did you see uh, that that TikTok that eventually got on, on Twitter where it was, like, this dude doing, quote-unquote, a final for some some? Oh, yeah, the, the reject the premise. Yeah, I yeah. reject the premise of this one. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Uh, <laughs> As people have, have pointed out, that guy is like a lost kind of nerd, and it was very comforting to see that kind of nerd represented in yeah. this context. Would you say that Survivor needs more nerd representation on this show? Yeah, we need more forum moderators on Survivor, <laughs> I think. <laughs> uh, Jake calls himself a cool babysitter again. Um, that was good. As... A new leaf. I wasn't a babysitter until my 30s. Um, but now that I'm an uncle, I babysit all the time. I'll be honest, I don't care for it. And all the children are too young to be a cool babysitter. Like, we have to be genuinely good people to take care of these kids. And I hate that. I want to give these kids alcohol and marijuana. <laughs> Yeah, you get, you're, no, you're not to the toddlers. just do it at. Oh, I would rather you do it at home phase of babysitting. Yeah, but apparently they're kids. They don't understand these things. I try and make these toddlers be cool and smoke weed, and I get arrested. Yeah, I can't wait to show these kids Gravity Falls once they're old enough. That's genuine. oh man. I'm I'm 100 percent gonna be that guy who introduces their niece and nephew to. Uh, pop culture that is too old for them. Yeah, but, you know, like do they like, Spon- do they like SpongeBob? Oh yeah, they love SpongeBob. But I mean, SpongeBob oh, that's good crosses generations. Universal. Yeah. Well, is it universal? Oh, I think it's it actually, actually Paramount. Oh, are they not related? Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, I just I don't want to watch Paw Patrol anymore. Yeah, this is the thing. The kids always want to watch the dumb kid shit because there was one point where I wanted to put on Gravity Falls for like a four-year-old and she only wants to watch the same three episodes of Spidey and Friends. So that's what gets put on. I mean, Spidey Friends is good taste, you know? I always try to get my nephew to watch Spidey and Friends over Paw Patrol. And it works about half the time. It could be worse. It could be like Coco Melon. Oh, he loves Coco Melon too. 
Oh, that shit is brain poison. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the older one loves fucking live action YouTube videos where it's like, oh no, we have to fight the slime or whatever. I don't want to watch this. This is boring to me. (laughs) Why don't they want to watch power hours with you? (laughs) You'd be like, remember this song? And she's like, I'm a child. (laughs) No, I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, uh, bubbly by Colby Calais. <laughs> when I was a young boy, or uh, unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. Oh, that's a great song too. My father. Somebody did that at karaoke the last time I was there. City to see a marching band. What if I sang that song to my six-year-old niece? He said, son, when <laughs> you grow up, would you be the savior of the broken? Okay. Too much singing on this episode. Yeah, we've done a lot of singing on this episode. Uh, they talk about alliances being locked in. Obviously, this is a lie. I love all the lying on this show. Drew says, <laughs> My favorite part about Survivor is all of the lying. It's honestly the most fun part. Drew says Survivor is like the game of limbo. Bad. This is a bad metaphor, I think. Yeah, the idea was that everybody has, like, different uh, heights that they, you know, it's, like, different degree of difficulty for everybody. Drew's just talking to hear himself talk for this kind of thing. He does seem like the type to love that. Uh, So they vote. Austin plays the amulet idol on himself. I think this was a good move, you know, even though it didn't amount to anything. If it's your last opportunity to play something... You should absolutely play it on yourself. You gotta take yeah, yourself, you, you, know? you, you can't know for sure if somebody's going to blindside you, which is definitely the case uh, with yeah. Drew. And uh, his number one didn't tell him critical information to mm-hmm. for him to maybe be able to play it to keep Drew in the game. Yeah. So, you know. Um, unfortunately for our boys, Drew is voted out 4-2 over Julie. I was happy about it. If it was between the two, I'd be rooting for Julie over Drew. Unfortunately, we could never get Julie on board, but that's all right, I guess. Um, okay, what about these points, Thomas? Do you remember how many points you had last week going into this I episode? was up by, like, one, I think. You were by three. You had 36 points. I had 33 points. Uh, let's see. At the merge, I picked D, so I got a point for that, and you picked... Let's see, K-A-L-E-B, and then it's crossed out. Who is that? I think that the show conspired against Caleb because he, uh, they, they like feet so much and they wanted to keep yeah. feet in the game. Yeah, that makes so a lot of sense. So I think I should actually get points for, uh, for every single week for Caleb because the production conspired against me. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll bring it up with production. How about that? Uh, at the reward, uh, you said it would be a spa day. It wasn't. I said beer would be involved. I don't think it was. What no, was there the wasn't any beer. It was a picnic. Oh, duh. It was a date. with. And uh, also they wheel. went on a helicopter. God. Was it you who said helicopter at one point this season? I don't think so. Maybe it was me. Anyway. Maybe I was talking about the block party song, Helicopter. Great Who knows? Song. Uh, at the reward, uh, I said D would win. She did. 
unless she went on the reward. You said Julie would go on the reward. She did not. You said Drew would win immunity. He, in fact, was voted out. You said, uh, I said D would win immunity, and she did. Great stuff. I also, hedging my bets, said D would be voted out. She was not. You said Julie would be voted out. She was not. So, oh, also somewhere. We are tied. We are tied. 36. Heading into the final round. The finale. How do you feel about that uh, extra 10 points I gave you over the summer? I I mean, I'm glad I got it (laughs) because I really needed it. (laughs) I am so pleased that's how this worked out. Uh, So I can't get any more points for D because she made it to the finale, which we love. Uh, Who's winning? Or, sorry, no. First, what will a reward be in the finale? Um, I think... Well, we know, I mean... We know there's going to be the, uh, the the brunch, so we can't really do that. Um, you can be specific about the brunch. What might they brunch I'm gonna on? Say, I'm going to say there's going to be m- mimosas. Okay, yeah, okay, fair enough. I was going to say champagne, but that just feels like stealing your answer. Um, so I'll say uh, pastries. Uh, who's going to win the reward? And this could be any reward that any is won reward. throughout the finale or the final three or two brunch feast. I'm going to say Jake is going to get reward. I'll say Katura gets rewarded. Uh, who's winning immunity? Any of the final re- immunities? There's probably two. I think that Jake is going to win an immunity. I think Jake is going to win an immunity also. Who's getting... Oh, wait, 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 wait. No more vote-outs. We're not doing vote-outs anymore. Here's how I want to do it. Usually we go back and back, back to back and forth. Uh, five, five, four, 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 three, three. I want to do your five to one, and then I want to do my five to one because I want to see what your final looks like. Okay, who's taking fifth place in your mind? All right, I'm thinking of it. So we got D, we got Julie, we got Austin, we got Katura, and we got Jake. Um, yes. I'm gonna say. going to say Katora or no, I'm going to say, uh, yeah, this is tough. It's tough to know how this is going to go from here. Um, right. I feel like it's a testament to how well the season has been edited. It's like, it could be pretty much anybody at this point. Yeah. Anybody could take any place at this point. I'm going to say, Katora is going to finish fifth. Mm. Who's fourth? Julie is going to finish fourth. Wow. Jake is going to finish third. Austin is going to finish second, and D is going to finish first. Wow. Okay. Uh, I think that's a good take. Here's my take. I think fifth place will be D. I think fourth place will be Austin. 
I think D is going to be idled out by Jake. So D is out fifth. Austin is out fourth. I think Tour is taking third because she hasn't really done anything to enough to upset anybody or to make anybody her, you know. Yeah, supporter. she has basically no resume. Yeah. Uh, because Jake idled out D, I think he'll take second. And I, I genuinely think Julie is going to win this. You're going Mama J. It I does like make Mama sense J, that, like, like... If they can... I, I am imagining Julie, Katura, and Jake will realize that they are str- the three of them are stronger together than they are against Austin and D. If any of them were to team up with those two. Uh, and it's just going to be, yeah, Julie leading the way. Because, like, these last couple episodes have seemed like Julie's episodes, no? More so than they D's have, but or I, Austin's. I think they have, but I think that's in part because one of them was entirely built around them trying to blindside her, and then the next episode was about uh, her being the main target, but then it being used as a ruse to blindside Drew. Also, I think Jake was pretty prominently featured in this episode, so I don't know. I, I get what you're saying, I and I could definitely see it falling that way. I think it would be really funny if Julie won, if, if D fought that hard to save Julie and then finished in fifth, and Julie, <laughs> Julie ended up winning without her being there. Um... But yeah, I uh, I could definitely see it going that way. I think we're gonna get the Austin D showdown, and I think I wouldn't be D mad wins about that. It. I would love I I would love to see a final two with Austin and D because they've been referencing Robin Amba so much uh, this season. Uh, I just I don't feel like it's happening. Like it seems like one of those things Survivor loves to reference to be like no one will ever be Robin Amber ever again because they're perfect anyway I'm excited for this finale a couple days away yeah there's a, there's certainly a lot of ways it can go so I'm, I'm very interested to see what happens well before that happens Thomas can you tell us the name of this week's quotes quiz so nasty that is probably somewhat of a travesty having me Denny told the people you can call me your majesty order a red robin feast and I'll tell or I'll try my best to guess your zodiac sign okay I like this this yeah. is good uh, I love that the summary is just yummy <laughs> why is there a picture of Harry Styles on the, the like uh, teaser image for this I am not getting that. I am getting. It's on the link that you sent me, not oh, not on the oh, main I page. See. I see. Um, maybe he's an answer later. I don't know. This is by Brooke Spielier, one community contributors with sixty six thousand points, sixty six thousand three hundred eighty five points. Great stuff. Okay, Thomas. Will you pick a burger? We've got Burning Love, we've got Cheesy Bacon Fondue, we've got the Southern Charm, or none. I'm going to try something interesting with this one, because I, I peered down, and there's an interesting uh, choice that they give you pretty frequently, so I'm going to pick none for this oh, one. Oh, interesting. What is your uh, goal here? I want to see what it does if I do that okay. <laughs> for every single time. I'm going to say... Ooh, 
Cheesy bacon fondue looks good, but so does burning love. I'm going to go with cheesy bacon fondue, though. I love cheese. I love bacon. I love fondue, obviously. Uh, pick another burger. Red Robin. Royal Red Robin. Blue Ribbon. Scorpion. Or none. I'm going with the Blue Just Ribbon. Just Scorpion. Uh, I think that that Royal Red Robin looks really good, but I'm going to pick none. Mm. I have gone to Red Robin in my past and gotten the Royal Red Robin, I believe, because I remember fried egg on it. And it was pretty tasty. Thomas, will you pick an appetizer? We've got barbecue burnt ends, loaded fries, crispy Parmesan Brussels sprouts, tsunami shrimp, or cheesy mozzarella twists. <laughs> Those Brussels sprouts sound good, but I'm going with the mozzarella twists. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, you know, I love a crispy Parmesan Brussels sprouts. Obviously, I talk about Brussels sprouts all the time. Parmesan cheese, but I gotta go with cheese and mozzarella twists also. Oh, pick another one. Towering onion rings, crispy pride pickles, pretzel bites, or saucy boneless chicken bites. Well, the onion ring tower is a Red Robin classic. Yeah. Um, but I do love fried pickles, and it looks like they're chips, so I'm gonna go mm, with that. Good call. I'm gonna go with the chicken bites. I know that's a lot of protein for an appetizer, but I don't really give a shit. Actually, you know what? I'm going back. I'm, t- I'm picking Tower No and Onion Rings. As I scrolled away from the Onion Rings, they called to me harder. And like, you know what? You're right. I do want Onion Rings more than chicken. Pick an entree. Whiskey, river, barbecue ribs, clucks and fries, house-battered fish and chips, or none, your favorite appetizer. Your favorite food. Uh, you know say. I love none. Uh, what was the last time you went to Red Robin? Uh, it's been quite a while. I would say I was probably a teenager the last time that I went. I was going to say, it's been at least 10 years, if not more, for me. Um, I guess I'll pick fish and chips. What are clucks and fries? Chicken tenders? Nah. I got chip, fish and chips. That sounds better. And did you know that fish and chips actually the British way of f- saying fries? Uh, pick a kid's meal. Red's cheeseburger, mac at yours. <laughs> Corn doggies, grilled chicken dips. Chick dippins. Uh, I'm going to go Red's cheeseburger for this one. I'm going to say mac at yours. You know I love a mac and cheese. And we got to pick a salad. House salad. Avocado salad. Crispy chicken tender salad, Southwest salad. I'll go with the Southwest salad on this one. I'm mad that I can't opt out of the salad, but what are you going to do? You, you're a health fiend. I'm picking avocado salad because it's fun to say. Pick a sandwich, BTLA croissant, crispy fish sandwich, Tarek chicken sandwich, or Thomas's favorite, none. None for me, please. I'll pick a BTLA croissant. Croissant? Uh, pick a shake. Caramel apple pie milkshake. Croc- chocolate milkshake. Strawberry milkshake. Chocolate milkshake. Okay. Oreo magic milkshake. I'm picking Oreo milkshake. Are you going to get a chocolate milkshake? I'm not getting a chocolate milkshake. That's not a thing. A chocolate milkshake is an option, though. Oreo cookie magic <laughs> I'm milkshake. I'm going to get a strawberry milkshake. Of course. Pick a dessert. Was the milkshake not the dessert? (laughs) 
This is. I feel like I'm gonna die if I eat yeah. all of this. That's. I'm glad I hit none on so many of these. Uh, I'm already gonna be so full. Freckled lemonade cake, mountain high mud pie. I like that one. It rhymes. Fudge filled chocolate chip cookies or cinnamon rolled, cinnamon sugar dough rings. Not donuts. These are dough rings. Dough. Is this a tie in with the Simpsons or something? I'm going with the dough rings, I think. I'm going with the mountain high mud pie. I love a rhyming dish. Okay, we still have more sugary stuff to pick. It's a lemonade this time. Jake, you in particular are not surviving. This is your blood sugar would be going crazy I right now. So I can feel my blood sugar increasing as I'm just reading this quiz. It's making me so stressed. Caramel apple lemonade, sunset lemonade, freckled lemonade, poppin' purple lemonade. This is where, I mean, lemonade that kills you has been in the news recently, and yes. I think this would be lemonade that would kill you. You know I'm getting poppin' purple lemonade. I mean, it's right there in the name. I'm picking sunset lemonade uh, because I also want the lemonade to kill me. This lemonade is sunsetting my life. Finally, pick a side. Finally, pick a side. Other than the two other sides that we already picked. <laughs> yeah, I guess appetizers aren't really sides, are they? Uh, sweet yeah, they're for the table. This is to the side of my, like, six burgers. Sweet potato fries, garlic fries, Yukon chips, coleslaw. I'll tell you, Thomas, I went to a party this weekend that served sweet potatoes that were not good. <laughs> like, Maybe this will be different. I, I didn't know you could be bad at making sweet potatoes, but okay. Um... Fuck, those garlic fries look delicious, though. What are you picking? I don't like the steak fries. I'm going sweet potato fries. Yeah, that's fair. Sweet potato fries are delicious. I, yeah, Yukon chips are fine, but, like, I feel like I'd get tired of them eventually. So I'm going to pick garlic fries. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It told me I'm a water sign based on our Red Robin provinces. Based on our Red Robin preferences, we think you're a Cancer, Scorpio, or Pisces. Is that right? Yes, it is. What did you get? Jake, what do you, what do you think it gave me? The fact that you're asking me tells me it got it wrong. I'm going to say... That's not necessarily. It probably, do you know what I am? I know you're a Leo. I don't know if that's an Earth sign or a fire sign. Do you know what element though. that is? It's Earth or fire. I think it's fire. It's fire. What did BuzzFeed tell you this time? Uh, they said I'm an air sign. Uh, this is garbage. Uh, <laughs> apparently, I need to kill myself eating Red Robin in order for them to get this right. And I'm just not interested in doing that. Yeah. So They were like, oh, you're all about going your own way. You're not into Red Robin. You're an air sign, obviously. Yeah, you don't like, you don't like being told what to do. This is what happens when you try to do bits with the BuzzFeed quizzes, Thomas. You gotta be genuine with it. Well, yeah, I, the only reason that it wasn't correct is not because uh, it it couldn't ascertain what my sign was, it's because but because hate. I didn't come into it honestly. Yeah, exactly. Um, next week is our final uh, episode of Survivor Three D Five. Holy shit! That took me so long to figure out. Um. So we've all yeah, get that grab that old jukebox full of feedy fives. <laughs> we have all these BuzzFeed quizzes that aren't Zodiac themed that I have saved. 
uh, that I was scrolling through and I got really distracted. Thomas, what is your blue sky a website? We you also can follow use? me at tom.tom.bsky.social. Uh, you can follow me, not me, uh, the show at only fun survivor pod at bsky.social. We're also on YouTube at the only fun survivor podcast. Uh, on the previous episode, we did get a comment that said, I love this show. Wow. Wonderful. It's not ha 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 very funny, but I'm so flattered. I, I appreciate it. I do believe it's a, it was a subscriber who said that, not just a bot. But again, if they were a true fan, they would know what to comment. And Thomas, can you remind people what that is on YouTube? Ha ha ha, very funny smiley face. Um, on our last poll, you asked something. Let me pull it up. Oh, I'm dying to hear. I know what it is. I'm I, dying I to hear what the results of this were. I'm so sorry. Let me pull it up real quick. And it is, oh, our truth adds a high-stakes stipulation for his match against McDonough, apparently, on Monday Night Raw tonight. Interesting. That's what what it told me on YouTube.com when I went to that website. Oh, oh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, what is our true stipulation, of course, is uh, would you rather have $5 million or dinner with Jeff Probst? That is what we asked last time. 100% 100% of people agreed. Which do you think they picked? Uh, dinner with Jeff Probst. You are wrong. It was $5 million. <laughs> they picked $5 million. The people, people want, you know, like, they want to be given fish. They don't want to be taught how to fish. Yeah, exactly. This is bullshit. This is everything that's wrong with society yep. today. Yep. Yes, indeed it is. Uh, we have a few <laughs> shows on Patreon. You can find at patreon.com slash just podcasts. Uh, we have a few tiers there. What uh, show would you recommend people subscribe to? Um, that's a great question. Uh, probably Teal Time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would love... I would love to be paid for the emotional distress of rooting for the Detroit Pistons right now. I, I got nothing to show for it otherwise. Um, as of 33 minutes ago, I'll let you know they are only down by nine points at the half. Wow. So, okay. Well, they're not losing by 30 yet, mm, so that's good. Well, it's not the fourth quarter yet. Uh, so if you want to hear more about our uh, favorite team and us talking about it, it's Teal Time at patreon.com slash justpodcast. It's only a certain amount of money. Uh, do you want to thank the fans? Um, I would love to thank the listeners. Thank you for listening. Um, do we want to uh, set the new poll for the episode, by the way? Yes, I think we should. Okay. Uh, this time it's going to be, would you rather have $6 million or $6 million and $1? That's an incredible question. I can't wait to see what people say. Um, did you read out the reviews for the Apple Podcasts yet that people can write and review us with? Oh, no. Oh, I, yeah, I did. Haha, ha, very funny smiley face, that's which a, is for YouTube. YouTube yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're not going to be mad if you put it on iTunes, but it's not the preferred review. Um, the preferred review is, of course, this is my favorite podcast. I like it better than all the other podcasts. I give it a big thumbs up. That's literally all you have to write. And there's so many people who haven't written that yet. Um, hmm. Interesting. Huh. We used to have a... We used to, we used to have five out of five stars on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts. And people would write 
people would write the podcast that uh, they like another podcast, big thumbs up. Uh, this is my favorite podcast. I give it a big thumbs up. Uh, all of this podcast is better than all the other podcasts. Big, big, big thumbs up. And that's all five stars. But I'm looking now and it appears somebody, somebody gave this star a one star rating. No, no review though. No review, but like we've been doing the show for. I mean, they do know that. Well, I mean, we're going to be filing a civil suit against them. We, they should know that they have to pay to leave a one star rating. Yeah, we are gonna. Is it one star rating or one star review? What's the language of that? Because maybe they have an out there. You know what? That's a really good question. Actually, let me pull that up real quick um, because we might need to adjust that. Just make sure that doesn't happen <laughs> again. Um, let's see. To be a uh, and the thing is, like, iTunes doesn't even tell you who left these reviews. I've never been. I think anonymity is a crime, and I think this is a crime. Agreed. And I've never been more hurt by anything in my entire life. So to be considered a one-star wonder, you actually owe us $50 a month. For $50 a month, you can leave DYWSLN a one-star review. So Okay, so they actually are within the bounds yeah. of... Uh, they're allowed to leave a one-star rating. They, they did They did find the loophole. Damn, they must have, ta- they must have consulted... The- they must have talked to an attorney before they left that. We should that have rating. thought about that. We know an attorney. Yep. This wasn't airtight the way that I thought it would be. I just, I thought we would get to the top of the ratings, you know, by forcing everybody who listens to give us five stars only. But somebody. Or, you know, go the other way and be the most hated podcast, but also mm. the richest because we were getting $50 a pop. Yeah, but then they were just like, what if we just live one star rating and no review at all? And now, like, you know, you know, you know what I've, you know who I feel like right now? I feel like Drew. Yeah. I thought I was so smart. I'm going to throw a pot down the hill. But you know what? I think it was a pretty, (laughs) yeah, me too. It was a pretty ambiguous uh, description. Oh, my God. You know, for that. Mr. Thesaurus over here. All right. Well, have a great summer. I'm going to be so mad. Miss, yeah. For Deuces. Mr. Thesaurus strikes again. There's a time of the victory. There's a page back in history. 45. They came back People always want to talk about first take, but we're actually more like last take. Last. And you know what? Uh, everybody... Getting the first word not as good as getting the last word, so mm-hmm. oh, it's actually all, better. We've heard the popular takes, and we've taken them all in, blended them together, and come up with our own takes. Yeah, synthesis is the most important part of the dialectic. Uh, I always say that. I, I say it all the time yeah. in my life. So, yeah. and I especially say it about this show. We're constantly talking about linguistics on this show. Honestly, I feel like we should do a linguistics spin-off, and it's just about the linguistics of Survivor called Survivor Linguistics. God, uh, $69 on Patreon. <laughs> Linguiver. <laughs> it's perfect. It's also it's a, it's a Linguiver is about Survivor Linguistics and it's also about what kind of linguini you might make on Survivor. <laughs> We're planning on doing... Oh, did I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you or on the show, but 
we're hosting um, Ariel's family for Christmas. We're thinking about making lasagna. What do you think of that? Uh, I mean, look, I love lasagna. I would never say no to lasagna, so that sounds good to me. Yeah. And it's just like, I feel like lasagna is a fairly simple thing to make that everybody likes. Yeah, it's pretty popular. It feeds a lot of people. Um, and yeah, it's like, you know, it's a kind of time intensive to make, but it's, you know, you're just doing layers of noodles yeah. on top of sauce and uh, ricotta yeah, so, or bechamel or whatever you end up using. What do you, what are you thinking? Are you going to, are you going to use ricotta? Are you going to make bechamel? What kind of, what kind of lasagna are we talking? What kind of meat is going to be in it? So far, the idea is to make two lasagnas with the noodles are lasagna noodles. One of the fillings will be beef and one of the fillings will be cheese. Uh, beyond okay. that, so you have, have a vegetarian no lasagna in yes. there. Yes. Um, May I recommend something? Please. Instead of a beef lasagna, Italian sausage lasagna. Ooh, that does sound tasty. That does it's better, tasty. in my opinion, but there, you can't go wrong either way. Yeah, I'm not the biggest beef fan, but I know beef is very popular, um, so I'm willing to take the bullet. Whatever. Honestly, if we made two, yeah. I just don't think it adds much to the dish, really, like Agreed. flavor-wise. Agreed. I, I find beef very bland most of the time, unless it's like really well done. Like, I'm not gonna pass up a burger because, like, I'm a good boy. I'm a good American boy uh, who loves burgers and hot dogs and corn on the cob. But I'm not gonna. I, I would rather eat a chicken sandwich. Smarten up, probes. <laughs>